Shavuot Tov, everybody, and welcome to Parashat Vayigash. Legend has it that when the Baal Shem Tov was a young orphan boy, he would sneak away from the cheder, from the traditional Jewish elementary school of his time, and he would wander into the forest. And when his teachers would ask where he was, young Surluk said that he felt most at home when he was among the trees and the earth, and that was where he felt most connected to God. Later on, as he began to preach, the Baal Shem Tov single-handedly transformed the way that the average Eastern European Jew viewed Judaism. He transformed the religion from an intellectually dominated scholarly pursuit to a daily quest of seeking out God in the mundane elements of daily life. God was to be found both within nature and beyond nature, in every blade of grass and in the eyes of every human being. This view is known today as panentheism, that God is in everything, and everything is in God. Eventually, as Hasidut flourished, the Hasidic masters began to teach about the beginnings of time when God sent His divine energy into His world. They taught about the primordial catastrophe that followed, the shattering of the divine vessels and the scattering of the divine sparks throughout the known world. Each individual human being then, according to these Hasidim, is charged with a cosmic mission. Every one of us, they say, has a distinct responsibility to redeem specific sparks and bring them back to their divine source so they can merge back with God. This act of tikkun is an enormous responsibility on the shoulders of every human being because collective redemption depends on each individual's redemption arc. Anyone who reads Parashat Vayigash and really opens their heart to the epic drama that's unfolding cannot help but be moved by the storyline. So many individuals' journeys are converging. So many years of betrayal, hatred, and pain find their resolution in this week's parasha. And in case the story was not dramatic enough already, the Hachamim found a way to make it even more dramatic. They tell us how the heavens shook and the earth quaked with the words of Yehuda. So dedicated was this man to the son of Rahel, to his brother Benjamin, he was determined not to make the same mistake again. Often our interpersonal conflicts can feel this way. We can feel like our entire world is being shaken at its very foundation, like we're drowning in a sea of turmoil and pain. The Hachamim really do a great job of capturing such a significant part of the human experience, the gravity of difficult times. Can you imagine how Yehuda must have felt during the course of this ordeal? His elderly father is still mourning the loss of his brother. He is responsible for selling that brother into slavery. And now the other son of Rahel, Benjamin, is going to be taken as a slave as well. Yehuda has officially reached his breaking point. And listen to the words that he says. This is what Yehuda says to Yosef. What can we say to my master? How can we plead? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered the crime of your servants. There's a purposeful ambiguity here, I think. Avon Avadecha 
could be referring to the stealing of the goblet by Binyamin. But also, deeper, it could also be referring to Yehuda's real source of guilt. The source of guilt that he's had for so many years. He's submitting to this punishment, not necessarily because he believes Binyamin stole the goblet, but really because he feels that he deserves this divine fate after selling his brother into slavery. We've all been faced with similar challenges in our own lives. We might have noticed repeating patterns, feeling like our past is finally catching up with us. But of course, this is not how our story ends. Yehuda offers up his freedom for that of Binyamin. He's willing to sacrifice everything rather than commit the same mistake again. The Hasidim would call this heroic act by Yehuda a tikkun, an act that is so central to their worldview. According to their philosophy, in that very moment of Yehuda giving himself up, giving up his freedom, and even according to Hachamim, being willing to give up his olam haba, at that moment the divine sparks that were trapped away for so long were finally freed up, joined back with their divine source. Yehuda had redeemed himself in cosmic proportions. And it was this very act by Yehuda that would shape the history of Am Yisrael for the rest of time. So great is the significance of our actions. So we read in the Haftarah, in Sefer Yehazkel, after the famous vision of the dry bones that signified the revival of Am Yisrael, we read about another prophecy to the Navi Yehazkel. ben Adam. You son of men, take one stick and write down the name of the tribe of Yehuda. And on the other stick, I want you to write down the name of the tribe of Ephraim of Yosef. And when you bring them together, they will unite. There's going to be a miracle on these two sticks. Though that of Yehuda and that of Yosef will become one. And it was because of the act of Yehuda in this week's parasha that the nation of Israel would one day be reunited in the city of Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim, by the way, was home not just to the tribe of Yehuda, but it was also home to the tribe of Binyamin as well. So because Yehuda had the courage to embrace his brother Benjamin in this week's parasha in the palace of Yosef, the tribe of Yehuda was destined to be in an eternal embrace with the tribe of Benjamin in the palace of God. So as you go about your daily life, try and take a lesson from the Baal Shem Tov. See if you can be attuned to the cosmic drama underlying the mundane dramas of your life. Challenge yourself to find God in every blade of grass, in every human that you are lucky enough to encounter. This is the grandeur of panentheism. God is imminent. God is closer than close. God is in everything, and everything is in God. Make no mistake, what you may think to be only the mundane is actually a beautiful, ecstatic, cosmic drama playing itself out. You just might not know it yet. So follow in the footsteps of your grandfather Yehuda, the man who exemplified the true meaning of tikkun. Go out and redeem your sparks. Thank you very much, Shavuot Tov.